is Dean Carnassus, the ultramarathon man, and you are listening to the FitCast. Hello, and welcome to the KSELK and Fonz FitCast. Fonz, how you been? It's been a while. It has been. We're on a little summer break, but uh, I've been enjoying life. I've been enjoying life. Things are here and good in Austin. How about you? Oh my gosh, things have been busy. You know, I'm going to take the blame for the FitCast going on hiatus because I haven't been home very much. <laughs> yeah, you have been moving around. I know, like half of July and, and August up until now, I've just been traveling like crazy. Um, right after our last FitCast when we interviewed Sippy, yep. we all went to Summit. Yes. In Canada. I'm going to talk a lot more about that later. But anyways, I was there for like a week. And then I get back from there, and I take a little mini trip to Devil's Lake, Wisconsin. Oh, I've been there. That is. Oh yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I grew up. I'm a Scotty, so I've been there many times. I know. Camping and rock climbing. Yeah, so that was fun. Um, um, One of my November Project tribe mates, Emro, came out. Oh, nice. Um, There were a lot of babies there. Babies? What do you mean, babies? So my family goes up every year. We go up with my, my cousins, and oh. two of my cousins just had babies. Oh, so there were babies. Oh, wow. Um, and then after that, I actually took a, another trip to Minnesota. So I'm doing, like, late tour de Midwest. Ah, and I'm told there's a new tribe up in Minnesota, new November Project there tribe. There is. I worked out with them. Oh, really cool. Tribe, yeah. Um, so I went for work, but I did end up doing some fun stuff, of course, while I was there, like drinking beer and doing November Project. And I was hashtag blessed enough to go to NPMSP's inaugural St. Paul workout. Oh, so... so you know, there's, there's the Twin Cities, there's Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yeah, I know. We talked about this uh, last time, and I actually got an angry email from somebody, but... Uh... Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, we're not going to read it on there. They just, we forgot Winston-Salem when we did the uh, Twin Cities. Oh, deal. my gosh. We <laughs> forgot about Winston-Salem. Well, but we definitely remembered Minneapolis-St. Paul. So how are they going to do that? Are they going to have, like, different workouts? How are they going to have two Twin Cities? Well, like so that? they just had the one. They just had the one in St. Paul. And I'm convinced it's because I was in St. Paul and I, like, kept bugging them on social media. And I was like, I'm going to be there, but I'm in St. Paul. And... <laughs> So I'm convinced that it was because of me. Um, but so they, they is it going to be a regular thing? Like, are they going to have a St. Paul workout and a Minneapolis workout? How does that work? So, I don't think so. I think it was it's just a once in a while kind okay. of thing. All right. I don't but, even know how far they're part of if St. Paul people can go to the Minneapolis it's, workout. No, it's, it's, it, they said that there was hardly anybody there because St. Paul is so far away. Okay. I think it's like a 20-minute drive for a lot of people. Okay. From Minneapolis. From Minneapolis. Okay, got it. super close. I don't think Minneapolis people would run there. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes sense. So how, uh, you said you went to, uh, you had some beers with these local breweries? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. We went brewery hopping. So (laughs) I had a two-hour bike ride on the schedule. Um, And and my boyfriend, Gianni, came with me. All right. I had a two-hour bike ride on the schedule. So I hopped on the nice rides. Minneapolis's bike share program. Next ride is called? Okay. We did a two hour brewery tour. Nice. So you went from brewery to brewery. I, you know what? I did that with my nephew Matt in Denver. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, they Denver, had, I bet you have a lot more variety. They did. Well, I think we had four or five, and it was on their B cycles. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I will actually see them next weekend. I'm going out there for his sister's wedding. Well, that'll be fun. You should bring him some Austin beers. It sounds like he would appreciate them. I will do that. Well, I don't know if I can bring that on the plane. We'll see. <laughs> well, Fonz, how have you been? Have you been traveling anywhere? Uh, no, I've been stuck here in Austin. Stuck meaning it is fucking hot here. Yeah, I... I have just not looked at your weather forecast lately because it's actually depressing. Yeah, it's so it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like Kelly and I were talking about this and it's like, well, you know, we'd have the winter in Chicago and here we have the summer. They're very similar, right? You're just kind of stuck with the weather. 
Yeah. The thing is, and I, I, I kind of went through different, different differences, and I'm going to go through those with you right now. Okay. So it's not like it's not like you know I I prefer being hot to cold or I prefer being cold to hot because everyone has that opinion. But there's some weird things that kind of come into play. So in the hot, so so our favorite season is the non-hot months, right? So the winter time, fall, spring. Well, the non-hot months, so like January and February. No, 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 no. It cools <laughs> off. It's not. You were here in March, right? Or were you? Here I was there in February. Very end of February. All right. And we went swimming outside, fun. But like the unbearable heat is only about three months, right? Um. So that's how, but but the 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 other months when you're when you want to be outside and active and stuff, those are the shorter days, right? In Chicago, you have the summer and you've got fourteen, fifteen hours of sunlight. Our great days are much shorter than that, right? So they're you know under twelve hours. Now we don't have the variance; we don't have four four o'clock sunsets like you guys have in winter. But uh, it's interesting that that like the days you want to be outside, the days are even shorter. So yeah, that kind of stinks. Uh, also, we have a ton of ants and bugs here. <laughs> oh my God! So you know, in Chicago, in Chicago winter, there, yeah, spiders and every single kind of bug. There's bug. There's a lot of bugs here in Austin. Um, none east of thirty-five because our two million bats eat them all. At least all the flying ones. <laughs> awesome! Yay! Go bats! <laughs> the flying ones. They have no chance east of uh, or east of Congress Avenue. But. Um, yeah, so, like, I'm just constantly now, in, you know, in Chicago, in the wintertime, there's not a lot of outdoor, there's no bugs or ants or anything. They're just, they're, they're all gone. They're dead. Uh, I'm just constantly scratching. <laughs> it kind of sucks. Oh. But that's okay. There's Zika down there? Do you have to worry about the Zika? Oh, the Zika's on the news all the time. Oh, no. Fun. Be careful. So, I will. I, I can't do this cast alone. Fortunately, my, uh. I will never be a pregnant woman. That's super unlikely. Because um, <laughs> I guess they get affected more. Also, my job, new job, another banter item. Oh, you have a new job. I what is your new, new job? job? You're not doing the WAG anymore. Nope, nope. I'm not doing WAG. I got a quote-unquote full-time, which is part-time. Wow. Uh, I job. thought you were retired. I am, but retired doesn't mean sitting around doing nothing. Although, when it's a billion degrees outside, you know. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I work for Live, Love, Paddle. I'm a kayaking guide. A kayak? You did that in Chicago. I did it in Chicago, and I love doing it in Chicago, and we had a great team, and I love working with everybody. Uh, here, the water's a little cleaner. The Chicago River... <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> ...can be a little suspect sometime. Here, uh, it's a little cleaner. Let's just say Zika is not looking so bad versus swimming in the Chicago Whatever River. Whatever the Chicago River has to offer, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, and I do I do uh, city tours, so I teach you about you know the the building and the development of Austin, some history. We got some cool political history here in uh, in Austin, Texas, the capital of of the great state of Texas. And then I talk about the bats. We have a great bat tour that I do wow. a couple times a week. Oh, oh, that's cool. So you know all about the bats. Oh you know yeah. What are you talking about them here? Hey, anything anything you need to know about the Mexican the two million Mexican free tailed bats that live in the Congress Avenue Bridge, I can tell you. How big are they? Yeah. How big how are them? how big are they? Their wingspan's about eight or nine inches. The uh, their body length is about two inches. Wow. And when they move in in in, in March, the end of February and March. Uh, it's all pregnant females. There's about a million pregnant females all living in the same... A million? A million p pregnant females all move into the same bridge. That's a lot of babies. That's about a million babies. They each have one pup a year. <laughs> wow, they only have one at a time. One Are at a time. Are there ever twins? Okay, we're like getting way too into the bats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, enough on the bats. <laughs> <laughs> enough on the bats, but that's... Uh... Yeah, no, no, so that's what's going on with... Uh... With me, I got the I got the new job. I'm spending uh, still a lot of time in Barton Springs because it's a billion degrees here, which is nice. That's the one thing about it being super hot is that you know when it's when it's ten below in Chicago, you're stuck inside and you're just kind of stuck inside. Here, when it gets super super hot, I, I'll always have my Barton Springs. Very true. So, Very true. Your so, water, one true love. Yes, it is. Uh, it is back up. By the way, it's back on my favorite things list. Oh, good. I had suspended so it. I had suspended it, and then it was sort of in in 
in probation mode, but now that it's a thousand degrees here, uh, it is officially back, back on the list. Um, yeah, so that's uh, yeah, that's what's going on here. I love my new job. Uh, no races okay. for me. It's too hot. No, 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 no. races. Although, I think a race for you would be like going outside to get the mail. <laughs> or, t- or t- taking Harley for a walk at night time. Taking Harley for a walk. Oh, that poor dog definitely <laughs> After the sun goes down, for sure, there are the longer walks. So, uh, so yeah, no, that's what's going on here. Um, I heard you took another pretty damn fucking awesome trip. Yeah, to Summit, and you missed it, Mr. Fun. Yeah, I know I did. I had obligations here, but uh, tell me about it. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. It was in the Blue Mountains in Toronto, Canada. Okay. It was an international trip. Let me just tell you, so the whole trip was fun, but let me just tell you, it started out fun. We drove there from uh, Chicago. Whoa, how long? So Toronto, yeah. what's that, like six hours, eight hours? No, it was like nine hours. Nine hours, holy cow. With okay. like our stops and stuff, and then Border Patrol is literally 45 minutes. Oh, did you bring your passport? Oh, yeah, we, you have to bring a passport. Good idea. They, like, grill you about what you're there to do. They're very suspicious. <laughs> yeah, if I were, learn one thing from Scott Long, who's, a, who's a, got another podcast, the Andy Up Poker Podcast, you don't fuck with the Border Patrol people. No. Like, the Canadian guy was, like, not smiling. <laughs> were, there, were there flashing yellow lights? Did you see flashing yellow lights on the streets in Canada at all? No, I didn't see any of those. What are those all about? I wonder if that's a Vancouver thing. Flashing yellow lights, I don't know exactly how they, what they mean, but it has to do with, like, pedestrians have the right of way, but you can still turn, but if there's a pedestrian there, you can't, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it is, but, no, I'm sorry, flashing, maybe it's flashing green lights, flashing green lights. Maybe somebody that went to Summit. Um, who's listening to this podcast can chime in on that, because I didn't see anything. Yeah, email us at kselk.com. What is it? K-Selk. I always screwed up. I don't know the and is in there. K-Selk Fitcast at gmail.com. Any of you Canadians, tell us what a flashing green light means. Yeah, we get our Canadians to chime in. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because we do have a lot of Canadians who listen to us. Uh, We we, we gained a lot during that uh, Toronto Toronto episode that we had. We did. But, oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Canadians are so fucking nice. Like, I'm serious. They just are. Hashtag story checks out. Their, their culture is just, like, so welcoming and friendly. Their accents are super cute. We visited my <laughs> boyfriend and his family up there. And so we visited his family and his little, like, 16-year-old cousins, like, oh, what about that? <laughs> I'm like, ah, I just want to squeeze you. <laughs> super fun. Yeah. Um, but the race itself was awesome yeah and there was a workout the day before i'm guessing there's a workout the day before where you go like halfway up the mountain and you work out and the whole time i'm all distracted i'm like but there's lake huron and there's trees and it's pretty and they're like seriously kristen do your burpees i'm like oh sorry (laughs) Um, but it was fun it was so much fun um i think my favorite okay so honestly one of my favorite parts was driving up okay cool the nine hour drive who did you drive with I drove with my boyfriend Johnny and Emro from Chicago. Yep. And we just had so much fun. But then just the race itself, the energy, the positive energy, all the people that are there with the same goal, doing the same thing. It was just such a community. It was just awesome. I actually have a clip of the race start. So. Oh, cool. um, I'll just give give people a rundown. What this race was, there were tons of races going on, like marathon, 50K, 10K, like all kinds of races, but we did the marathon relay. Okay, so how many of you did that? So normally you have four people who divvy it up into a quarter of a marathon. They each run a quarter of a marathon. Yep. But Emro and I are a little cray-cray, and we were like, we're just going to do the two of us. Ah, very so nice. Each ran two loops of the marathon relay that's a bad that's a badass chicago team and you know what we were not used to those hills it was in the blue mountains yeah it was training it was trails right yeah it was all trails there was no no road at all (laughs) yikes but i'll play play the clip of the the race start if it's gonna it's gonna work for me perfect all right
Wow, that sounded awesome. I know. I think we should put it on the Facebook page, too. For sure, for sure, for sure. That cool. Um, so that was, I don't know, that was the highlight of the trip, and I definitely have a low light. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, let me think. Well, uh, you lo- you didn't win the race like you I always did. I didn't win. We didn't even come close to it <laughs> for, for a really good reason. <laughs> well, I heard there was another badass Chicago team with two women on it as well. There were! Oh, my God. Yeah, we wouldn't even have won for two-person women's Chicago teams because <laughs> Becca a, and Becky, they yeah, killed it. Oh, know, my God. That's kind of a dream team right there. Oh, my God. They <laughs> did awesome. Becca's just a machine. She really and is. And Becky, Becky, like, she bit it. She just fell, and she had, like, bandages all over her, and she was still running. <laughs> She's a tough cookie. She looks all oh, sweet, no. and she's but no, she's a tough cookie. That Becky don't mess, don't mess with that child. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, oh yeah, we didn't win, but that wasn't even the low light. All right, tell me what the low light was. The low light was around mile two point six. Okay. Of my first loop, because we did two loops. Emily started, then I went around mile two point something. I uh, on your first looping. loop. On my first loop. And each loop's about six and a half miles six or so? Six and a half, yeah. Okay. I was going downhill on gravel, and I rolled my ankle. Oh, I've done that so many times. I, can, I know. And I, it I feel it sitting at my desk right now. Exactly. And it hurt, so I started walking, and then I was like, you know, it, like, it hurt, but it's fine now, so I'm just going to run it off. Like, it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm no. fine. And there was, like, another person behind me that was checking up on me. She's like, oh, I saw that. You hurt your ankle. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. So I finished the loop. I was fine. <laughs> now you got to sit around for an hour. And then I had oh. to sit around while Emily did her loop. And as I'm sitting there, I'm literally watching my ankle <laughs> turn into a softball. Physically explode. Like, oh. I'm not even joking. It, like, blew up. And I'm like, guys, look at this. What do I do? <laughs> And we had a nurse there, Casey, who's a nurse. She's like, just load up with ibuprofen. So I took like four ibuprofen, which is okay. She's a nurse. She told me that was okay. (laughs) Um, And then I go out to do my second loop. And as soon as I start running on it, I know it's just not going to happen. You got a little hitch in your giddy up on that second run. Oh, yeah. And so I'm walking a lot. Oh. And one of our other... Chicago teams passes me and he's like are you okay I'm like yeah I'm fine I just hurt my ankle a little bit when inside I know like this is really bad like I should stop (laughs) but I didn't because I'm an idiot so your second loop was considerably slower than the first it was it was slower but so after I walked for a little while it actually felt good enough to run and at that moment in time I convinced myself I'm like I'm okay I'm fine meanwhile I'm four weeks out from my A race of the year, my steelhead half yeah. Iron Man. Oh no! <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. And so I finish it. I, I run from there on out. I run and I finish it. And I immediately. I don't even like say hi to people. I just go right to the med tent. Yeah. I need stuff. So they were laughing at me. They're like, I can't believe you ran your second loop. You're an idiot. I'm like, I know. Well, the competition gets in there. I, uh, I know, I, I know. So um, my my diagnosis is a sprained ankle. When I got home, I actually saw a physical therapist and a podiatrist. So I have a sprained ankle. So sad. Well, okay, so I have a gift for you. What is, is it crutches? Because I already bought those. Uh, I do have <laughs> crutches here, but the, the shipping on those would not be worth it. Your insurance is going to pay for them. Uh, the gift I have for you is our guest today. Oh, what is our guest today? <laughs> our guest is Tim Cruz. We actually have a podiatrist uh, that we're going to call up and get on the line right now. Oh, my right gosh, now. this is exactly what I need. Tim, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I assume uh, some of our listeners have rolled ankles before. I know I have. My ankles are permanently watermelons. Uh, <laughs> they are. They're ugly. They're They're just sort of rounded. Um, and I know you're dealing with the same thing in training, so, um, and we've also talked about other injuries, so why don't we try to get Tim on the line right now? Yeah, let's get Tim. Dr. Cruz, are you here on the call? Yeah, I'm here. Well, welcome. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? 
Fantastic. Have you been enjoying the Olympics? I've been loving it, yes. <laughs> I, uh, this is our Olympic edition of the FitCast, so uh, we're happy to have you on here. I know you love them. Perfect, yeah, yeah. So uh, we have you on here because you're an expert. We have uh, experts on every, every episode, and uh, we're both dealing with some injuries right now. Uh, okay. And uh, I hear you're a podiatrist. Tell me about your background. Where'd you go to school, and where do you work now? I went to podiatry school in New York City, mm-hmm. and I graduated from school in 2001. Okay. So, and then I did residency in New York as well. So I lived there for seven years. Okay, fantastic. Yep. And now, uh, now where are you currently working? Do you have your own practice? I, you yeah, I own my own practice. It's called Northside Foot and Ankle here in Chicago, Illinois. I have two locations, one downtown in River North, and I have an office up in Evanston as well. Oh, fantastic. Two locations. So I know we're going to have questions, emails, and phone calls after, uh, after we're done here. So uh, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Well, our website is www.chicagofeet.com, and they can either email me messages through the website, or there's always the phone number for the office, which is 312-280-7886. But people seem to, when they have questions, they seem to like to email, so that probably is the easiest is to just go to the website. Well, fantastic. Well, I'm sure our, I'm sure our listeners with lots of injuries are a very active crew. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got lots of injuries to talk to, including both of our hosts. I've uh, I've had some plantar fasciitis problems that our listeners are probably tired of hearing about. I'm tired of hearing about it, man. <laughs> fix it, Doctor Tim. Fix this plantar fasciitis. I'm oh, old. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm old. That'll happen. Uh, but, you know, we also have trail runners and ultra runners, including my FitCast partner here who uh, recently hurt an ankle. So uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff, anatomy and all that stuff. But, Kesalk, uh, you got any questions for our guest? Yeah, well, I, I kind of just want to hear a little bit more about what it is that you do. When someone comes into their to your office, what types of injuries are you seeing? What types of issues are you seeing when people come in? Well, I suppose specifically for injuries, because obviously I treat everything having to do with the foot and ankle, but this is a an episode about injuries in particular. So, I mean, ankle sprains is a big one, of course. Oh, yeah, I hear, I hear those are pretty common. <laughs> yeah, for all different reasons, uh, dancing at, par- at weddings, sports injuries, running, biking, stepping off the curb, you name it. Um, mm-hmm. Plantar fasciitis, of course, is a huge uh, issue with injuries, sometimes neuromas, which can happen in the feet, um, and that will be sort of prolonged pain that they'll feel, and they'll come in for that. So that's, in essence, is an injury. That, What's that, that, a neuroma? You said neuroma? A neuroma. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. A neuroma is, if you, it's basically a, like a pinched nerve in between the toes, and the most common area is in between the third and fourth toe. Um, but people will feel pain when they step down. Sometimes they have uh, like a sharp shooting pain or tingling or numbness. Um, but usually they feel irritation on the bottom of the ball of their foot between the third and fourth toe, and they have no idea what it is. And so they come in, and I mean, I pretty much can tell what it is, you know, as soon as they start describing symptoms. But um, it's pretty common. So if that ever happens, you know what it is. Third and fourth toe. So like right in the middle of your foot. And the t- it's not like ants or anything else like eating my toes. No, no. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe in Texas you do have some toe-eating ants. <laughs> That's but... true. We do. Um, but you said you see things other than injuries. What do – I mean, I as a runner, I can't think of another reason why someone would go to a podiatrist. Um, that a lot of – toenail fungus is a big one. Uh, ingrown oh. toenails is a big one. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, athlete's foot, you know, then just uh, any kind of freak accident. Here's a question for you, and this just comes up yeah. now. Are you able to prescribe getting pedicures? Because that's something that I would love my HSA to pay for. No. Nice try. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> that seems like that would take care of some of that toenail and fungus issue. Uh, I'm not even a huge advocate of pedicures anyway. I mean, I see a lot of sort of the aftermath of pedicures gone wrong. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't like to be too sour on them. But yeah. Well, so most of our listeners are runners. Yes. And so what are some like running specific issues that you see? And maybe how can we 
avoid doing yeah we got to doing that like right angle how can i avoid doing that right i see a lot of plantar fasciitis for runners very common really plantar fasciitis affects all different shapes and sizes you name it you start talking about plantar fasciitis, whether it's with friends that work out a lot, whether it's with someone that doesn't work out ever, everybody's got a story about their heel pain. Um, so that's probably the number one most common thing. Um, a lot of times people will develop lateral foot pain um, and it just seems to be some kind of strain or sprain of the foot because there's never anything on x-ray. Um, stress fractures is an also, also another huge concern for people, especially runners, because the low impact, uh, repeated, you know, motion of running can lend or lend to a stress fracture, which nobody wants because those are not easy to heal. So how can we avoid these types of things? I mean, they're all different injuries, so I'm sure there's different, different ways to do it, but, uh, well, as far as plantar fasciitis goes, I think that the biggest key is arch support. Um, a lot of times the mistake that people make is that they develop, start to develop heel pain. And so they feel like they need to cushion their heel or they need to get a heel cup or something like that, where really the key to it is uh, better support of the arch will then take the tension off back at the heel where, where the pain is. Um, not walking around a lot barefoot, flip-flops, you know, that sort of thing are terrible. Um, so oh, You mean like the ones I'm wearing right I'm sure right you are. Now, I, should, I, I mean, shouldn't be wearing <laughs> People come in with pain in their flattest flip-flop, and I said, well, you're certainly not doing your favor, any, yourself any favors with those shoes, but, you know. Yeah, I guess that's the problem. And, and this is a problem I ran into when I had my plantar is that, like, you're yeah. right, the pain is in the heel, but that's just because that's where the end of the tendon That's Right, that's where the plantar fascia is attaching, which is it attaches to your heel bone. But the damage is a strain on the arch itself. Well, it it the really damage is damage. in fact at the heel. I mean, don't get that wrong. So the you know the plantar fascia is a fibrous band on the bottom of your foot, and because of lack of support or overstrain or overpull of the plantar fascia, it will tear away from its attachment at the heel, and that tearing causes inflammation. And the inflammation is pain that you feel. And that's from the overextension of... The that's arch. from the overpull of your plantar fascia, yeah. Right, from the arch. So if you just sort of try to picture it biomechanically, if you support your arch, then when you're putting weight and stress down on your foot, then the plantar fascia will not as be as likely to be overpulled because you've supported it better, and therefore it won't tear away from the heel. Yeah, see, that's a mistake Wow, I that's made. actually really good advice. <laughs> yeah. This is a mistake I made. I was like, yeah, sprinting's not a problem because I sprint on my toes. No problem. Yeah, well, guess what? <laughs> right. And yeah. actually for women, uh, you know, wearing a little bit of a heel, if they do have plantar fasciitis or they're experiencing pain in their heels, um, wearing a little bit of a heel as far as their shoe goes is actually more helpful than the, the flat flip-flops or the flat the flat ballet shoes, those are terrible. And then just walking barefoot, you really should avoid it if you have that problem. Avoid it altogether until it feels better. Okay, so it sounds like you got to do your next triathlon wearing stilettos. No, I was going to say you do. <laughs> yeah, right, both of them. I was going to lend you a pair of mine. You can send me a picture of that one. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Okay, so what about sprained ankles? Because I'm I'm really hurting for some advice here. I mean, no, how can I avoid having this? Happen? Can you just tell me briefly what happened? Were you biking? Were you running? Did you twist I was, it? I was running downhill on a trail and I twisted it. Was it twisted sideways or forward or back? Well, how did you? What was oh, that? definitely, definitely inward. inward. It definitely went inward, inward. and yeah. So the injury is on the outside of your ankle, probably. Injuries on the outside, yeah. Yeah, so that's the most common, you know, the most common injury for your ankle is the lateral ankle sprain because it just anatomically, it's weaker and uh, the ligaments are not as strong or as thick. And, you know, just sort of biomechanically, when you're putting stress, you'll tend to roll to the outside. You'll, you'll twist it and you'll roll and you'll injure the outside. So the most common ligament is your anterior, anterior Taylor fibular ligament. That's what uh, they said it was. <laughs> yeah, which... You know, and and again, with an ankle sprain, you can have different grades of an ankle sprain. You could have one, two, three, or four, where it's it's very minor, 
or I've had people come into the office and the outside of their ankle literally looked like there was a softball attached to it. That's exactly what it looks like. Well, yeah. and, I, and I think to myself, I was like, oh, I bet you they broke something. And sure enough, they didn't break anything. But exactly. Oh, my gosh. This guy, like, didn't even see me, and he knows my life story. Yeah. So, Tim, after after my partner, K-Salk, here twisted her ankle, she yeah. went ahead and ran about seven miles. Is that something you would recommend? That's not, of course not, but... <laughs> it was actually more like 10. <laughs> and, Sorry, yes, we all know it was stupid. <laughs> we know with runners is that they don't want to stop for anything, which yeah. is quite often why they come to me. Or people will come in and, and they'll have had an injury four months ago and they took three days off and thought that it would get better and then it didn't. And then they continue to just kind of run on it and then they think something's majorly wrong well and the fact is they just haven't really done enough to take care of the injury to let it heal to begin with yeah and something case you're a lot younger than i we've already discussed this i think the uh the rest time and tim dr tim you can uh confirm this may vary on how old you are the severity yeah it's how old you are it's how severe the injury is it's uh, what kind of activities are you still trying to do on it or not do on it? What level of immobilization or support are you utilizing? Are you doing anything? Are you going home and icing it? Are you taking an anti-inflammatory? You know, all of those things can be helpful. And the more that you can do to uh, sort of be proactive in treating it instead of just saying, well, it'll get better on itself. Okay. So uh, the, quicker, to be the quicker it will get better, and you'll be able to move forward. So if you, awesome. if you just kind of sit back and are like, well, you know, it feels a lot better than it did, and so I'm going to just kind of continue on, and it'll get better on its own. It may not, and then you'll become frustrated. So the more that you can do to aid in the healing, the quicker you're, or the better off you're going to be in the long run. You know, and the faster okay. it's going to feel 100. percent Wow, this is some really good advice. We might have to have you on again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have some injuries from our previous guest, Kesok. You want to talk about the peanut butter bunions at all? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, what do you do about bunions? Yeah, what are they? And and well, what what does peanut butter have to do with well, it? Well, so one of our previous guests ate a lot of peanut butter, and she had a real bunion problem. So we assumed it, they were connected. Uh, you can tell us if they're connected or not. Or if not, what are bunions? Tell us about the physio- physiology of, the, uh, of a bunion. What is it? Is it preventable? And what can we do about it? Well, a bunion, a bunion basically is an orthopedic deformity. Okay. And it occurs at the big toe Yeah, that sounds really serious. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's they're pretty common. And it... It really stems from the type of foot that you have, and that's something that you have inherited from your mom and your dad. Fuck genetics. Yeah, so if mom or grandma or whatever, you look over one day and they have huge bunions, you're like, well, I might be developing those as I get older. Good for me. God damn it, mom. They're coming down. They're coming down the road. And the, you know, there's really, honestly, in my opinion, there's really not a whole lot that you can do to prevent it. I mean, you can be smart about how you accommodate it. Um, They are slowly progressive, so they get larger and they get worse as you get older. And sometimes they go very slowly. Sometimes they never bother you. Other times they can start to become painful. The only way that you could ever get rid of a bunion is to have surgery to repair the bunion. Or to have a bunionectomy, they call it. Oh, okay. and, oh my and gosh, that a bunionectomy—that's a cool word. That is a good word, bunionectomy. That's going to be in the uh, in the title for sure. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, so there's no way to avoid bunions. It's sort of a genetic thing. Like if you run well, or don't I, run or walk, you know, or they're they're further aggravated by what person does throughout their life. So if someone has, uh, say, a flexible foot type, they overpronate, and that's how their foot type is, so they're already predisposed to developing bunions early in life, then you compound that with the fact that they are a nurse, they're on their feet all the time, or they're a teacher, or they're a dancer, or they like to run you know, 20, 30 miles a week. Um, all of those things can be further aggravators so that it will speed up the progression of the bunion and give them problems. 
And the only thing you can really do is to try to uh, sort of counter that overpronation, counter that excessive flexibility and motion in the foot by wearing good arch support, maybe a custom orthotic in your shoes, and being smart about the type of shoes you wear outside of of the athletics and you know running or walking. All no right. more flip-flops is what you're no saying. Well, get a flip-flop that has an arch to it. They make all kinds of flip-flops now because people, they've become so popular in years past that everybody's having issues. So now a lot of companies are making really nice flip-flops that still give you the sort of open luxury feel of a sandal, but also are supporting your arch a lot more effectively. All right, Lauren Padula, you can continue to eat your peanut butter. Just just get better sandals. <laughs> no yeah. more peanut butter bunions. <laughs> I don't know if peanut butter has anything to do with it. Sounds like it doesn't. So uh, Unless you have too much peanut butter and it somehow gave her a gout attack or something, then, then that's a separate <laughs> issue. We'll have, to, we'll have to get her back on. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kaysal, do you have any more professional questions for Tim? Or are we get moving on to the fun professional? ones? Professional? I think we're ready for the fun ones. All right, go ahead. You start hey. it off. All right. Well, Tim, I know you have some really important Olympic watching to do. Yes. And so we really appreciate you taking your time to be on our Olympic theme podcast this month. Um, so I just want to know what, and, and Fonz, you can answer this question too. What is like the one sport in the Olympics where you're like, I could do that. Like, I could I could get good at that. None of the and above. And then what's the one? Yeah, huh? zero. Absolutely <laughs> zero. Okay, then what's the one where it's like that's the worst one? Like you might actually kill yourself or somebody else. If I try to attempt it. Yes. Uh, well, probably gymnastics. Ooh, yeah. Some of the high bar stuff. I mean, I would fly right off into the audience. <laughs> be kayak. So I'm a very good kayaker, but I saw I watched kayaking today, and there's water and like obstacles and stuff. So that's probably the most likely for for death involved. <laughs> right or drowning. Dro- exactly. All right. I'm pretty sure fencing would be the one that oh, I shouldn't yeah. do. Yeah, end up yeah. blind if nothing else. Yeah, well, my boyfriend always mansplains me how to cut a bagel because apparently I can't be trusted with any sharp apparatus. So, And there's really no sport that you think you'd actually be able to do? Podiatry isn't an Olympic sport yet? Uh, no. I am not the most athletic person, I will say that. <laughs> I do like playing tennis, but I am certainly no professional tennis player. So, All right, we'll put you in. We'll put you in for tennis. That's fine. Fonz? You think you could do the kayaking or no? Uh, no, I'm not. I don't have enough. I don't have enough kayaking skill here to, to, to be able to take it. I'd probably, I wouldn't drown, but I'd probably run into the barriers and stuff and maybe like cut my face on the little poles. So that's it. I, you know, I used to play professional volleyball, so I love watching the volleyball. And, uh, oh, very cool. I used to be a swimmer. There you go. So, uh, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the summer Olympics are amazing to watch. Doesn't matter. They like click around. They're like, "Oh, here's volleyball. Here's kayaking. Here's swimming." I'm like, "Man, I would suck at all these events, but I'd have fun <laughs> sucking at it." Yeah. There you go. All right, Dr. Tim. I know. I know a lot about you. Another thing I know about you is you love to imbibe in the occasional drink. Yes. So I need to know: Are you a beer guy, a whiskey guy, a wine guy? Um. Really, I guess, no, wine, I would have to say, would be the for sure. Ooh, a connoisseur. Yeah, I I used to drink vodka, and I do like vodka, but only on certain occasions will I have vodka. But really, my day-to-day go-to is wine, both red and white. Oh, mixing it up. Is it yeah. a seasonal thing? You're drinking, I assume it's summertime, you're drinking white right now? I'm drinking white, yeah, I'm drinking white right now. It. I, I think I go in phases sometimes, but yeah, I think for the most part, I drink more white in the summer and more red in the winter. Um, sometimes it depends on what I'm eating for dinner, too. I try to sort of match it like they say to do, I guess. I don't know if it matters, but. <clears throat> All right. Well, I found I'm sure it. About yeah. I can't say that I have the most sort of def- refined palate by any means. I mean, a lot of wines taste good to me, so. You just drink what you want. 
I guess so, yeah. And uh, I'm usually pretty happy with, with most anything, so... Well, and, and uh, Tim, you and I have a mutual friend, and she has advised me of the same thing. The best wine that goes with fill-in-the-blank meal is the wine you like the most. Uh, you remember yeah. Janelle? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we, uh, uh, K-Silk has met Janelle, and she just says, Drink Oh, whatever yeah, you want. she's a huge, yeah, she's a huge, you know, beer your yeah. gal. She's a beer expert. Her. She's a wine expert. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not big on beer. I like ciders. There's a uh, a whole cider bar that just opened in Chicago um, that has really. I didn't yeah, know about this. Where is it? Think of. I know, Kesalk. You have uh, some problems with your digestive system. Does uh, cider help out that at all? You're just going to oh, fly through. Oh no, it I can't do cider. Just, Cider's yeah, like too, the worst too thing. Too acidic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it tastes good. Yeah, it does. Uh, Tim, I got a game for us to play. Okay. You ready to play? Uh, K-Salk, are you ready to play? Oh, I have to play too? Yeah, you guys are You're pitted against each other. I didn't sign up for it. Is this, oh my gosh, you're, this is like the Olympics now. I understand the this... theme. Whoever answers the quest more questions correctly wins. Uh, one hundred Fitcast points. All right. Oh my All right. Points. I need. More. I'm running out. And you're both answering each question. So uh, for game theory purposes, my partner Kesal here has to answer first. Tim, you can answer second, and then okay. whoever, whoever gets more wins. All right. And the game is called. And I stole this from a different podcast. It's been expired for six years, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, it's called Strip Club or Hair Salon. All right. So, oh, yeah. I love this game. I'm going to do great. I've been to so many strip clubs and so many hair salons. <laughs> so, you know, when you're driving down the highway and you see like a billboard and it says, come to rumors and you're like, oh, that sounds cool. But you really don't know if it's a strip club or a hair salon, right? So <laughs> I have picked 10 different locations that are either names of actual, these are real things, Actual strip clubs, strip clubs, or hair salons, and I will read them off, and you've got to guess if uh, which it is. Everyone understand right. the rules? Yep. All right. So the first one, and these are all, by the way, these are all in Connecticut. Okay. Oh boy. I, I, I took a little obscure place because that's the information I got from the original podcast that I stole this you, from. You could have done Chicago. We both live in Chicago, yeah, but well, no. But then you would actually know it, so we just need oh. to know. So the first place is called Tens. Tens. One zero apostrophe hey. S. Uh, K-Salk, you're first. Is that a strip club or hair salon? Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go with strip clubs. And, Tim, what do you think? I will be different then and say hair salon. It is a strip club. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's a 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Tens is, is definitely a strip club. All right, um, Dangerous Curves in Connecticut. Dangerous Curves. This is number two. Is that a strip club or is that a hair salon? I feel like that would be a really funny name for a hair salon. I, I So I'm going to go with hair salon. I'll that. say hair salon too, even though it doesn't make any sense to It's me. a strip club. Oh, they got some curvy women up there. <laughs> Apparently. All right, number, th uh, K-Salk up one to zero. Now this is for 100, as I say, 100 Fitcast points? 150. It's a G-Thang. It's a G-Thang. Is that a strip club or a hair salon? Kristen, you're up first. Okay, that has nothing to do with hair. It's a G-Thang. It's a strip club, strip club. I'm going to say hair salon. It is a hair salon. What does that even mean? I have no idea. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we are tied at one to one. Oh my gosh! All right, if you're on your, if you're in Connecticut, you're driving down the highway and you see a billboard that says "A Touch of Elegance." A touch of elegance. Kesalk, what do you think? That's got to be hair salon. I don't want an elegant strip club. I want a trashy, uh, sh shitty strip club. Hair salon. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say hair salon as well. Hair salon is correct. Yeah. Correct. Nice. 
Speaking of trashy, whether it's a hair, hair salon or strip club, the next place is called Underground. Underground in Connecticut. Is uh, K-Salk, is that a strip club or a hair salon? Our strip club's usually underground. I'm, I'm like, I've been to a strip club like twice. I don't even know. I'm going to go to a strip club. <laughs> I will say strip club as well. That was a hair salon. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, we got another one here. So it's still two to two. Sharpshooters. Yeah. k Sharpshooters. That's a, a gun club. <laughs> it's not a gun club. That was not part of the options. Here we go. Um, I'm going to go with strip club for that one. I'll go with hair salon. Sharp scissors. Sharp awesome. scissors are definitely sharp, although this significant uh, place or this particular place was a strip club. So oh, my God. Well, what are they shooting? <laughs> I mean, that have names like Deja Vu. <laughs> All right, K-Selk is up three to two, but Dr. Tim Cruz has a chance to tie it up here with a better choice. A better choice. K-Selk, what do you think? Hair salon. Hair salon. It is a strip club. Oh, God. A better choice strip club. Better than the, the touch of elegance. <laughs> A better choice strip club in Connecticut. Sorry, sorry, both of you. All right. If you're going out or you need your hair done, you may want some giggles. What do you think about giggles in Connecticut? Giggles. I would not go to a hair salon named Giggles, so I'm just going to (laughs) say strip. I don't want them to giggle. I want them to to like my hair. So strip club. I'm going to say strip club. Strip club is correct. Both are correct on that issue. All right. There's a couple left here, and then uh, actually one left, and then a tiebreaker if we need it. So, Tim, you got to win this one. You got to win this one. All right. uh, There is a tiebreaker. So, um, and I'm not going to let Kristen game theory it. So, Macarena. Macarena. Kristen, what do you think? Okay, so. I think that that's a, a, a strip club. I don't know. A dance club, strip club. Something. All right, we'll say hair salon just so we're different. We're at a tie. Nice game theory, Dr. Cruz. Oh, my gosh. game theory. Fantastic. It was a hair salon. So we are tied at three to three with Did one left. Did they teach you stuff in podiatry school? Is that <laughs> oh, why you know it all? Yeah. He's like, well, I got to go with something else to get in the tiebreaker. All right, we are at three to three. There's one question left. And um, you know what? I'm not going to allow game theory. I'm going to put this out there. KSL, you text me your answer to this. I will keep it quiet. And then I will ask Tim for his answers so that we don't have any game theory going on. Atlantis, okay. Atlantis in... Um, Connecticut, Atlantis. Is that a strip club or a hair salon? K-Salk, don't say anything. Just shoot me a text here. Okay, uh, texting you. Yep, Tim, don't don't uh, don't answer till I get the text. Um, All right, okay. I see the text coming through. All right, uh, Tim, what do you think on Atlantis? Is that a strip club strip or a hair club. salon? Strip uh, club. Both of you answered strip club, and you're both correct, which means both yeah. of you, both of you get 100 uh, fit cast points. Just yes. what I wanted. <laughs> well, that is awesome. That's amazing. I I really had fun playing the game with both oh of you. Oh my gosh, that was fun. Uh, I will come up with another mini game uh, next week. Uh, Tim, just in case uh, people didn't catch it before, why don't you shoot us your contact information here? My office is Northside Foot and Ankle. Okay. And I have an office in River North in Chicago, and I have an office in Evanston. Uh, my website is www.chicagofeet.com, of which they can either contact me via email there, or they can make an appointment online if they want, or they can call the office, 312-280-7886. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on our FitCast. I know it took a, long, a little longer than, ex- than expected, but uh, hey, 
Strip cover hair salons is a complicated game. It takes a lot of thought. <laughs> Thank you That's so right. much, what, Tim. What do you guys think? Do you think that Michael Phelps is going to beat Ryan Lochte tonight or what? Oh, you know, what What? What? Uh, what event is it? Sorry. We're, it's the we're... 200 IM finals tonight. Michael they've, Phelps. They've won one, strip two club. for the last, since 2003, either one of them has won, the, has won it. No I'm, one else has won it. I got a dollar on Phelps. Yeah? Um, I'm going to go with strip club. Oh, wait, we changed the game. Um, Michael Phelps. Giggles. <laughs> Giggles, Giggles, yeah. Just because of that butterfly. Just to see him take back the, the, the 200 butterfly championship, I think the IM. Yeah, that was I, awesome. I think he can take the IM. So, yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking uh, Phelps. Who's hotter, by the way? And this is a question to both of you before you go. Who's hotter, Michael Phelps or Ryan Lochte? Ryan Lochte. Kesok, what did you say? I think they're both very attractive. Yeah. I can't pick one. Oh, uh, you're disqualified. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up! Shut up! Uh, all right. Well, cool. We will we will keep an eye on that race tonight. This will be uh, actually by the time this goes out, the race will be over because it's going to take race me be a, over. a little bit. But uh, tip. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate the uh, all the insight. Our listeners, if you want to email Tim, that'd be great. Or us at kcelkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. Tim, go enjoy the Olympics. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great evening. All right. You go ahead, hang up, and uh, we're going to finish it off. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Pretty damn good interview we just had there, huh? My gosh, I learned so much. I feel like... I need to go take another anatomy class or something. <laughs> the, the the foot is a complicated place to be, apparently. Oh, my God. It sure is. <laughs> Jeez. There's so many bones and muscles and ligaments in there. I know. It's like this tiny little thing that's so important to catching deer and eating them. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, oh. should we move on to our seggies? Yeah, what's our first segment, Fonz? Uh, let's go with the mailbag, sponsored by Austin Fit Magazine. Austin Fit Magazine, I remember them. They are. They are. Uh, they're very. They're a good partner of ours. So uh, they Be just sure. uh, they help Pimp Project Austin. We appreciate that. Thank you, Gretchen, the editor of Austin Fit. Um, so we got two emails again. Actually, we got three. The one I mentioned earlier, and then two more. So uh, do you want to go first or yeah. should I? Um, I'll go first. Mine was a very heartfelt one. All right, shoot. Um, and I believe that it's in response to the episode we did on yoga with Callie. Okay. Um, so this email reads, I love listening to the FitCast for a variety of reasons. I love learning about fitness and nutrition. And, of course, getting to hear Fonz's sultry Midwestern voice all the way from Austin, Texas. Sultry? I shit you not. I shit you not. They actually wrote that. Sultry, okay. <laughs> But I recently found, (laughs) don't encourage him, (laughs) listener, don't encourage him. But I recently found a new great reason to love the FitCast. A couple of weeks ago, I had to go through some dental work on a back molar. Ugh, feet and now teeth. It's it's a rough rough episode. Just just painful. (laughs) Sorry, with a sultry voice. I'm telling you, don't encourage him. Okay, there are multiple Novocaine shots, big plastic things stretching in your mouth, tons of drilling. I was not looking forward to it, to say the least, but I downloaded the latest FitCast, put on my headphones, and sat back in the dental chair. I was so engrossed by Fonz's sultry voice and your interview with Callie. She didn't actually say sultry voice again, but I'm throwing it in there. I was so engrossed by your interview with Callie that I didn't even realize when the work was done. My dentist was amazed by how well I did, said he had never had a patient be that easy during that kind of dental work. Not only can you learn a lot from the FitCast, but it's so entertaining that you don't even mind an hour in the dentist chair. Thanks, Case Elkin Fonz. Wow. Sounds like double pain if you're... Getting your teeth done and having to listen to us? That sounds like... Yeah, I know, right? Well, not, not with your sultry voice in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. I could have a sultry voice, too. <laughs> well, uh, but that was the yoga episode, so it was pretty relaxing. Oh, that's amazing. All right. Very cool. Well, we're happy to... Uh... We're happy to allow you to get through. I, I also listen to podcasts when I'm in the dentist chair, and I've had a lot of dental work done. Yeah, and you got an email too? I do. This is from Filleted Nipples. What? Filleted Nipples. Is that a strip club? 
<laughs> nope, it's a hair salon. <laughs> they were wondering if any of our listeners would like to get their hair done at Filet Nipples. So actually, they do more than just hair, though. They do also all, all other kinds of uh, grooming, if you will. No, Filet Nipples, it's a guy. Uh, filet meaning like, you know, like your filet of fish. I am, I am newer to running and recently have begun longer distances and my problem is I get horrible nipple chafing. More chafing. Please. I know. This is what we have here. Uh, horrible nipple chafing after about six miles. Any less, I'm fine. This has happened both under wearing under armors and cotton shirts. I know I can tape them or use Vaseline or grow shirtless, but that's not always optimal. So what's the best material for a shirt to go running in so that I cut down on chafing? Okay, Sal, do you want to answer first? Well, I'm assuming this is a man. It so is a does man, it, Can yes. he go shirtless? It's got to be a man. So he Can said, he go shirtless? Yeah, no, he says, I, uh, I know I can tape them, use Vaseline or go shirtless, but that's not always optimal. Some races actually don't allow oh, guys to go oh, shirtless. I wear a sports bra. Yeah. Nice and tight over the nips. Yeah, women women don't women don't uh, sorry fillet nipples. Women don't understand this problem as much. They have other issues that they have to deal with, like pooping while you have to run, and other things. But the nipple chafing is is exclusively a guy problem because we don't we don't we're not allowed to wear sports bras, are we? Okay, so. I guess we could wear sports bras, but it's kind of... Uh, I mean, if you, it's a personal choice. <laughs> it is your... So, all right. Filet nipples, wear a sports bra. Well, I that's don't think... That's what I'm saying. I don't think that's going to work. I'm a guy. I understand. So, I do know that I've had uh, nipple chafing problems. We all have. You know, you run you run long enough, and it, it sometimes will hit me at six miles. It's usually my 10, 12, 13-mile runs that I've had problems with nipple chafing. And here's where it comes up. All right, A, and I don't know your body type, but when I gain a few extra pounds, my nipple chafing gets worse. Chafing gets worse. Oh, man, that's good motivation to lose weight. There's, well, because it's created by the friction between the shirt and your nipples bouncing up and down. So women put on sports bras, and they're perfectly fine with that. Um, when I've lost weight, I've had less nipple chafing problems. The other issue, and this is really the crux of it, is when that shirt is wet, it's heavier, uh-huh. and it creates a lot more, more friction, more weight on it. So that's the problem. So when mm-hmm. you are Maybe running, he could change, change shirts. Yes, that's it. You could you could bring an extra shirt, and he asked what the best sort of material for running is. Um, you got to go with dry fit stuff. Like, if you're wearing cotton, it's just a disaster. That's always going to be a problem. Um, so, cotton yeah. Cotton just doesn't sound comfy. Well, and it's heavy. Like, as soon as it gets wet, it's just going to be really heavy. So that's the problem there. Um, and there's different types of dry fit. You have heavier shirts, heavier dry fit shirts. So wear the lightest, thinnest shirt you can. And honestly, like... Throw on a Band-Aid. No one will know a Band-Aid. Don't, don't. There you go. Put away the shame. Just put some Band-Aids on your nipples. And, you know, like all chafing, it may not hit you till you're in the shower after the race, right? Okay, so. I'm going with it. Yeah, so um, put a Band-Aid on. You're good with a Band-Aid. If it's humid or raining or you're like me and you put on a few extra pounds and you're, you got the moobs. I got moobs sometimes when I'm a little heavier. <laughs> At least when I'm running, it's gonna it's gonna cause movies. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna cause a little extra chafing. So, um, if any of those factors are are there, just try the band aid. They even make band aids that are nipple shaped. They're for blisters, but you can put them on your on your nipples. <laughs> you know those little round band aids? I bet they're actually made for nipples. <laughs> they probably are. They're exactly. Nipple they probably shaped. are. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's the best way to take care of the uh, take care of the, the the chafing. Just just if it's going to be humid or raining, or you're going to be doing a longer run, like you said, over six miles, try you you said tape. Try the band aids. Band aids stick a little better than the tape does, and they have a little padding in there. So that that would be my suggestion. 
All right. Well, thank you, uh, Filet Nipples from Chicago. Uh, we appreciate the email. If anyone else has any ideas on how to, how to prevent the nipple chafing or anything else we've talked about today, shoot us an email at kselkfonsfitcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Are you ready for our next segment? I am ready for our next segment. This segment is sponsored by WellFit, which is my triathlon training group that aspires to kill me week by week. No. <laughs> I love it. My Twice coach, my teammates day, are awesome. Including like a couple hours ago you had to go out. With including, yeah, I just got back from one where they <laughs> wanted to kill me. Um, but no, it's a fun group. But this is the favorite things segment where we talk about our favorite things. Fonz, do you want to go first since I went first for the last one? You know what? I will. My favorite things is... Uh, actually very close, something very close to me. Uh, Norman and Judy Fons. It's a person, actually. It's people. Earlier this week, it was their 57th wedding anniversary, my parents. Holy cow. So Norman and Judy Fons are my favorite things this week. Uh, yeah, they just celebrated their 57th anniversary. Still uh-huh. golfing, still biking, very active. Dad, you know, Norman, Norman Fawn still mows his own lawn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Impressive. Yep, it's pretty amazing to be married for 57 years. So congratulations, Norman Judy. You are uh, quite an inspiration to the rest of us. So that that's my favorite things this week. Oh, that's a tough act to follow. You don't need to, to follow that <laughs> act. Just pick something. It can be water or some podcast. Go for it. What do you got? I have my favorite thing. It's something that I've been doing a lot of lately. And while it's sometimes stressful, it's always really exciting. And that thing would be traveling. Oh, Going places, seeing things. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of good things that come out of travel. Tell me, tell me specifically why. Well, I just like, you know, that feeling when you're getting ready to leave, like either you're you're going to the airport or you're getting the car packed up. It's just an exciting, like happy feeling. Yep. You're excited about what's to come. You're not exactly sure if everything's going to go well, but it's always, it, I just, I love that feeling. And I've been traveling a lot lately and I am, I sometimes stress a little more than I should about getting things ready and making lists, but I I always try to enjoy that moment where I'm like almost ready to go, just feeling happy and feeling excited. So traveling, going places, yeah. getting ready to go. Well, and, and some of that anxiety is is tied to the excitement of, of doing it. You want to spend more time thinking about what you're supposed to pack or what time uh, you're going to leave for the airport. And that's just part of the excitement about thinking about the trip that sort of creates anxiety, but it's a good anxiety. Mm-hmm, exactly. Positive stress, awesome. I guess. We need a listener to just email us in. Someone who's gone on an amazingly sort of stressful but fun trip. Like if you climb Mount yeah, Everest. Be... Oh, my God, that would be amazing. I was going to say a runcation, but climbing Mount Everest is way more exciting. Runcations are good, too. Like anything, anything. Or if you visited a... Uh, outside tribe, if you went traverbling on a November Project tribe, let us know. Let us know how it went. KSelkFonsFitCast at gmail.com. KSelkFonsFitCast at gmail.com. Perfect. All right. Well, very cool. So, do you got anything coming up? I do. I do, I do, I do. In three days, I have a half Ironman race. A half Ironman? This is the one that I actually verbaled to Yes, did. Yeah, my injuries, and now thinking about it, like if I had to train for a half Ironman right now in Austin, it would be impossible. Oh, that would be miserable. I don't even. I can't even run. Like it's dark out right now. I couldn't go for a run. It's too hot right now. Yeah, it's 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 one hundred percent of the days is too hot. So tell me about uh, your your race coming up. Uh, Well, it's Steelhead in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Yes. So the swim is in Lake Michigan, um, which could be a, a rough swim. We'll we'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah. Um, the bike is like right along the lake through a bunch of orchards and fun, cute little neighborhoods. A little bit hilly, but not not crazy. Mm-hmm. And then the run actually goes through the um, Whirlpool campus, like Whirlpool. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The company. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. So yeah, I'm excited. I think I'm like healing from the ankle injury. I can run again um, with minimal issues. So I'm, I'm just going to go out and see how it goes, see how I race and see how much I can improve on my last one. I'm excited. Well, make sure you put some ice on that after that run because it's a, you know, it's a two-hour run. I will. Yeah, my coach also told me to just pop in anti-inflammatory before I go. Yeah, oh, yeah, just, that'll help. Yeah, safe side. <laughs> uh, so you, Drug po- up. you probably know a bunch of people doing this race, don't you? Oh, my gosh, a ton of people. Basically, my whole triathlon team is doing it. And then a couple of my November project pals, um, Emily Rollins, Emily Lyons, um, Ella Woods is doing oh, it. Oh, Ella, she's she's training Katie for Clark. a big deal, isn't she? Oh my gosh, Ella is gonna do the Madison full Ironman. Iron so Man this Wisconsin. is just her warm up. Yeah, all of us we're getting nervous. This is our big race, our our last big race of the season, and she's like, "Oh, this is my warm up for Wisconsin." <laughs> she's crazy. I actually just swam with her the other day, and. She swam, I swam a half a mile, and she swam two miles. <laughs> like, it was nothing. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, just two Yeah, I, I'm very, so, yeah. I'm very jealous. I, yeah. I, I verbaled to the steelhead a year, almost a year ago, or six months ago, and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. There's no chance I'd be able to make it, so I apologize no. for that. And I'm actually very envious because you guys are all going to have a great time. We will post a lot of pictures and have a lot of good stories. And you know what? We'll talk about it on the next vidcast. Ah, that sounds like a great idea. Of course we will. So, anything else coming up? That's it for me. What about you? You got a lot of kayaking going on? I will be kayaking most nights, and I, I love doing that. There's no uh, no races here in Texas. It's kind of like, are you doing a triathlon next January in Chicago? Probably not. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it works yeah. down here. So, yeah. so Kesa, are you gonna crush Steelhead? Fuck yeah, I am. <laughs> Fuck yeah.